Hello, my loves, and welcome back to With Love from Logan. I am your host, Logan Dawson. I am a self-love healer and embodiment coach, which means I am all about helping you love yourself on a deeper level, wake up to your worth, and ultimately step back into your power. On this podcast, we'll be getting real, raw, and unfiltered, but do not worry, it will all be with love. I I had to say it. Hello, my love. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that something exciting is finally here. The self-love workbook series, and specifically the Finding Yourself After Heartbreak workbook. This workbook holds 35 plus pages of prompts, meditations, practices, mindset exercises, extra support, and so, so much more to guide you on your journey of healing after heartbreak. The Finding Yourself After Heartbreak workbook is self-paced, self-guided, and comes with lifetime access so that you can take your journey as fast or as slow as you need. Click the link in the description to check it out or DM me over on Instagram at double underscore Logan Dawson for more information. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of With Love from Logan. I believe we are already at episode five. Yes, episode five, which is crazy to me that I have already recorded five episodes. You've been here for five episodes, so thank you. I feel like I always start and end these episodes with me saying thank you, but it just really goes to show how thankful and grateful and appreciative I am of you being here and pressing play today. So without further ado, thank you. I do just have to say that Starting these podcast episodes have been my new favorite thing. Not even just starting them, recording them in general because over, I guess, the past five weeks, because I've come out with an episode every week, I have created this new little like ritual around recording a podcast episode and I am definitely a creature of habit. I'm a creature of routines, of rituals. Like I love whenever I'm doing something new and it starts to become a part of my new routine or my new schedule, I love making like a little ritual out of it. So what I have been doing is after I get my microphone and my headphones out and like I pull up my recording thing on my computer, I plan out the whole episode in my journal. Like I have my my playlist, like my, my vibey playlist in the background. I'm planning out so everything's already written out. Like I'm already in the headspace. I light a candle. I've been making juice. So last week and the week before, I've been making a green juice with cucumbers, celery, lemon, ginger, and I feel like there's something else. Maybe not. No, just those four things. Um, But this week, I switched it up and I made a carrot, lemon, ginger juice. Maybe what I can do when when we start these episodes is I will tell you what juice I currently have next to me. That would be fun, right? Um, So yeah, I have a carrot lemon ginger juice just because I love carrot juice. Like it's just, it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things. And now that I have my juicer back in my apartment, I I left it at my parents' house. And when I moved, I completely forgot about it until a few weeks ago where I just got in this mood to like make juice and have juice um 
so that's been like my new thing is juicing and so I have a juice I always make a juice before an episode I light my candles and I've been picking out crystals to kind of have next to me and the fun thing about this is if you have crystals you will a thousand percent understand I love to pick the crystals that line with the chakra that I am really trying to like channel and embody when I record. So right now I have my carnelian crystal which is for your sacral chakra and if you don't know what chakras are they are like an energy point in your body and they all kind of go with different things. This can definitely be an episode, well I do want to do an episode about spirituality and all things spirituality but maybe I can do another episode for like crystals and chakras and like explaining things like that you know what I mean so anyways I have a carnelian crystal which goes along with our sacral chakra which is creativity and expression um, which obviously recording an episode like I kind of have to tap into that creative side I have my tiger's eye which is for your solar plexus all about power and authority I have my labradite crystal which is for communication which like obviously we are talking I am physically talking into a microphone it's this is this is communication in its its finest I have my amethyst crystal which is for your intuition and then I have my clear quartz which is like your crown chakra and it also really heightens the other energies that you are kind of embodying so I always have that with me as well And then I light my Palo Santo and I kind of sit for just a few moments before I press record and just really channel like my highest self and I embody my highest self and I kind of step into this new mindset of like whatever I have to share today is what is meant to be shared and kind of just asking my highest self, asking the universe that whatever I share today is meant to be shared and it's going to be received in the way that I want it to be received. So apparently I wanted to talk about crystals. I wanted to talk about juice. This is just like, and and that's the thing, like when I sit down and record these, because this is my fifth episode, I am really trying to get into like the norm of recording but for some reason and maybe this is just because I'm new whenever I hit record I never know what to talk about like I have the topic I have everything planned and we are going to get into obviously the nitty-gritty of today's episode but whenever I hit record like I love listening to episodes where they kind of just talk like they're my friend or they just seem super personable and they talk about their life and their updates and and that's really what I want to be a part of my podcast episodes. I really want, I don't want this to be, you know, I am a self-love coach and here's what you need to do and here's XYZ and then that's it. Like I want this to be like we are two best friends talking and chatting and me updating you about my life and me telling you my struggles and me being open and honest with you and and setting the scene for like what my desk looks like right now and what juice I made and and what crystals I have next to me and and how I love rituals and routines and and that's really what I want this to be about so you know every episode you're gonna get something different 
like I'm pretty sure either the first or second episode I talked about floating shelves last week I got super vulnerable with you about like the anxiety I was having that day and a part of me just wanted to share about juice and crystals today so that is the the little life update it's not really a life update but you know what I mean so today I I really wanted to talk about the art of breakups not because I'm going through one myself um like a lot of the times I sit down and I talk about things that really resonate with me or something that I'm going through or just something in that nature. The reason why I wanted to sit down and I I have always felt called to record this episode from the moment I started this podcast and the reason I didn't was because I just didn't want the second or third or first episode to be so like in your face. Not that this is in your face but you know, it's kind of like you're ramping up, you're ramping up, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to get deep, we're going to get raw, we're going to get vulnerable, and we're going to talk about the shit that no one wants to talk about, and that's breakups, and that's heartbreak, and the really icky, heavy stuff. Um, The reason why I have always wanted to record this episode is because this is the number one question I get, whether it's in my Q&As on Instagram the comments of my reels, my DMs, the comments on my TikToks, like any time I get a question, it's usually about breakups or how to overcome a breakup or, you know, my boyfriend cheated on me and how do I overcome that? Um, And not just you know, with intimate relationships or with a life partner or or anything like that, like breakups with friends. I I get questions all the time. You know, I just went through a breakup with my best friend and how do I overcome that? Or I just broke up with people in my family because that's also a thing. Um, So breakups, it can be with anyone that you have an emotional connection with. And the reason I really, really, really wanted to sit down and kind of just unpack this topic and and give my two cents about it um, is because heartbreak and breakups and watching people leave your life that you once had a connection with or someone that you once loved, it's really hard. And it is probably, if not the most, like it is the hardest thing that I have ever had to work through. I have had to break up with friends. I have had to break up with, you know, intimate relationships. Um, And with family, like, it's not necessarily a breakup, but when you experience a loss in your family, like the death of a loved one, I'm not considering that a breakup, but you're still kind of having to grieve in the way that someone that you used to love is no longer a part of your life. You're kind of breaking up that relationship. You're breaking up that connection because that connection is no longer there. And in all three of those categories, friends, relationships, and family, it is a thousand percent the hardest thing that I have ever had to work through. And I'm not saying that it's something that I have been able to overcome like 
I'm done, I'm over with it, I, like, I'm completely healed from my breakups, like, that's not what I'm saying, because healing from these traumas are something that I'm still working at, especially after overcoming breakups with friends and breakups with relationships, like, there's a lot of subconscious programming that happens when those things happen that kind of carry into how you live your life and how you show up to life and and your next friendships and your next relationships. Like, if you're someone who you're so used to people either talking about you behind your back or cheating on you or anything that's breaking your trust, the next time that you get into a new friendship or a new relationship, those fears are still going to be there subconsciously. Even if you are totally over the friend or you're totally over the person that you you used to be in a relationship with, like those subconscious fears and that ego can still be there. And so even though it's been four years, four and a half years, something, it's a long time, it's been a very long time since the last time that I went through like a crazy heartbreaking breakup. Four and a half years later, I'm still catching myself like having to overcome the fear of people leaving or the fear of people cheating on me Like, I feel like those things are something that even though you're over the person that you no longer have a connection with, you're still left with those fears. And so, yes, okay, one day I'm going to get to a place where I have healed from those traumas, but, you know, right now it's definitely something that I'm still working through. So, as you're sitting here and you're listening to me ramble about breakups and, you know, how to overcome heartbreak, like... I have gotten to a place where I have gotten over and healed from heartbreak, but I'm still currently trying to heal from that extra trauma from the heartbreak. Like, I hope this is making sense, but I just don't want you to think that, like, I'm trying to, you know, stuff something down your throat or, like, tell you what to do or how to live when I'm still kind of having my own struggles, my own process my own healing journey and even sitting here trying to pretend like oh I'm totally healed and like I am gone to the end of my healing journey like if I were to sit here and act like I am 100,000% healed from these breakups and from these heartbreaks not only would I be doing a huge disservice to you as a listener but I would be doing a huge disservice to myself because I'm not coming to terms with the things that I need to come to terms with. So with that being said, I have been through, I have been through my fair share of breakups, whether that's friends, relationships, the loss of a family member. Like I have had to really learn over and over and over and over again how to overcome and how to go through breakups. I would definitely say the majority of the breakups that I have been through were friends. Like growing up, I always had a best friend and I'm not saying it was always the same best friend, but I never went through a time where I didn't have one. It was always just 
you know, I would be best friends with some girl and then she would turn her back on me and then I would find somebody else. And it was just this like repetitive cycle of being extremely close to someone and and sharing all of these experiences with them and having all of these memories with them and having them be a part of that chapter in my life and then something happening and then being a huge fallout. And I would definitely argue that friend breakups are just as hard, if not harder, than like relationship breakups because, you know, your friends and the people that you look at as your friends and your support system and your best friends, like you look at them as people who love you unconditionally. No strings attached. Like you, like with, with a relationship, there's always that expectation of marriage and of starting a family and, and having all of these other really massive things happen. But with friendships, I feel like there aren't any expectations like that besides just having support unconditionally. And so when that connection is broken and when that friendship is broken, you're kind of like, well, you know, you're supposed to be there for me unconditionally. Like there are no expectations in this friendship. And yet here you are, you know, still talking bad about me or the relationship's still fading out. And it left me really blaming myself because I would look at all of these other people who have had best friends since kindergarten or they're still best friends with, you know, their college roommates or just they've had best friends for a long period of time and I haven't and for the longest time I used to blame myself like there has to be something wrong with me there's something I'm doing there's something I'm not doing like I am the one to blame for these friend breakups not to say that they were my fault that they ended but the fact that I have had so many friend breakups was my fault and I've always put the blame on myself and knowing that knowing that you know or not knowing but having this opinion that these breakups were my fault and people leave my life because it's my fault Then when I got old enough to go into relationships and I started dating people, I was still looking at myself as the one to blame. Not even just when they cheated on me, but whenever there was an argument or something was going south, I always automatically put the blame on myself even if it wasn't my fault or even if it was like I wouldn't even stop and think about it I would just say oh well it's my fault that that's my fault like I'm blaming myself because in the past I always thought that it was my fault that these friendships ended or these relationships ended and so one thing after another and I'm watching these people leave and I'm watching these friendships end and I'm watching these relationships end I always blamed myself and I think like before when I was talking about that subconscious programming that even though you are over the friend or you're over the person that you were in a relationship with, it's the blame, it's the fear of people leaving, it's always thinking that you are at fault, like those are the things that kind of stick around subconsciously that you really have to work through in the future. Um, 
And if you've been through your own fair share of breakups, whether it's friends or relationships or just ending connections with people that you once loved, I'm sure you can understand the blame that you put on yourself, especially if you have experienced a lot over time. Even if you haven't had a lot of breakups in the past, I'm sure you can definitely resonate with blaming yourself because I feel like if you are somebody who does not have a very strong relationship with themselves or a very deep relationship or you don't look at yourself as somebody who is worthy and deserving and you don't fully accept yourself, it is extremely, extremely, extremely easy to view yourself as the bad guy because you have so many negative feelings about yourself. Like if you're somebody who you love who you are, you accept who you are, you are fully embodied into every decision, every choice you make, you know that you treat people with the utmost respect. If anybody wrongs you, you're like, you know what, that's your fault. That's on you. Like I didn't do anything wrong, that is on you. But if you are on the opposite side of that and you don't have any confidence in yourself and you find it really hard to be your most authentic self and you just don't like who you are in general. Like simply put, you don't like who you are in general. When something bad happens, you're like, okay, well, I don't like myself. Like I am a bad person. So therefore, like I have to be the bad guy in this situation, even if you're not. Now, I think the hardest part of overcoming breakups isn't the fact that you no longer have this person in your life, but I think it has to do with the fact that when you start a friendship or when you start a relationship, you don't start them knowing that they're going to end, right? Like if you start dating somebody, you're not like, okay, well, we're going to break up in a couple months or a couple years. Like I know for a fact that I'm not spending the rest of my life with you. We start them with these visions and these expectations of what's going to happen in the future. So when these relationships or when these friendships end, you're not really grieving the person that left You're grieving the fact that these visions and these expectations aren't going to happen. You're grieving the fact that you're not getting the vision that you thought that you were going to have. You're grieving your future. That's like, that's really what it is. You're grieving the future that you expected to have. And now that these people aren't there, you have no idea what your future holds. You have no idea. Now there's this cloud of uncertainty. Now you're stepping into this chapter of unknown because the people that you thought were going to be there for you and stick around for you no longer are. You know, and that's not to say that you you don't grieve the people that left. Of course, if it's someone that you really enjoyed and someone that you loved and like a person that you love them for who they were, not having that around anymore, yes, like that that also sucks too and that's something that you also have to grieve is just not having that specific person in your life anymore. So when I say, like when I talk about healing from breakups and heartbreak, it's all the same. Like you're, even though you may be grieving 
the fact that your future is going to be different or you're grieving the fact that you don't have this person in your life anymore, healing is healing. Grieving is grieving. Like you're still having to overcome this void or this loss that now you feel like you don't know what to do with or this void that you don't know how to fill. And the thing with healing from a breakup is that it is extremely personal. And what I mean by that is the way that you choose to heal, the way that you choose to grieve, it's up to you. Like, I feel like in society, there is this, like, standard way that we are expected to grieve or we are expected to heal. And if you see somebody out and about or at a bar or they're hanging out with friends or just like they're they're living life and you don't see them upset, you don't see them grieving, you don't physically see them crying, we we kind of like look down on them and be like, well, they're not upset. So, you know, now we have all of these different assumptions that, well, they didn't care and and they really wanted them to break up and like all of this this deeper stuff all because of the way that somebody chooses to heal and the way that someone chooses to grieve and that was a huge expectation that I needed to release off of myself when I was going through my own breakups whether it was a friend breakup or a relationship breakup like I felt like I needed to kind of grieve and heal in the way that was accepted. And I think having that expectation really held me back from a lot of the healing that I could have done simply because I wasn't allowing myself to feel in the way that it wanted to feel. I wasn't allowing myself to process my emotions in the way that my emotions were demanding to be felt. So at first, like, when I was trying to heal from these breakups and overcome them, I was kind of acting as if they weren't there. I was acting as if I didn't care. Like I was going out, I was meeting new people, I was finding new friends, and I was completely distracting myself because I thought that the way that I was supposed to heal was to just pretend that it's not there right? Like pretend like it's not happening, pretend like it's not affecting you, pretend that you're not upset and then eventually the emotions will just disappear and then life will be great. And the more that I did this, the more that I suppressed my emotions, the more that I refused to feel the heaviness that demanded to be felt, the heavier it got. And then eventually, over time, it just became too much and it ended up exploding and I had this like massive breakdown and this massive panic attack all because that I was refusing to feel my emotions and so after going through that the first couple of breakups whether it was well majority of friends but also like intimate relationships the next breakups after that that I found myself in I was like you know what Logan okay like you first tried to grieve and heal in the way that you thought that you should be grieving and healing and clearly that didn't like it didn't speed up the process it didn't help you it just it did it was not good for your healing and your grieving journey so this time around why don't we heal and feel and grieve in the way that you are feeling called to 
like whatever your body wants to do, whatever your emotions want to do, let's just do it and see what happens and see what comes of it. So the second relationship that ended, that was like my second, you know, really big breakup, I allowed myself to grieve in the way that I wanted to grieve. And that was crying a lot that was laying in my bed and watching YouTube for hours. And yes, okay, like thinking back on it now, it was definitely a form of distraction from my emotions. But in the moment, in the time being, that's just what felt right to me. So even sitting here being like, oh, well, that was a distraction. Like even right now, like having this this subconscious programming to ridicule myself because I wanted to distract back then. So this is, consider this me like pinpointing even my own subconscious programming about the way that we view how people grieve. But so going back to that, I would lay in my bed and I watched YouTube for hours. I cried a lot. I was at the gym a lot. Like every moment that I could be at the gym and working out, I would simply because that's just what made me feel good. I surrounded myself with a lot of my friends. I was like filling my schedule with other people. And yes, I would process my emotions as much as I possibly could. Like whenever I had alone time where I wasn't at work, I wasn't at the gym, I wasn't with my friends, I wasn't in class because during this time I was in college, like whenever I had that alone time was when I fully released. And I think that release was what really like propelled me forward in this healing journey versus my first relationship as soon as it ended like I was on dating apps I was like going out and trying to like fill this void I was avoiding feeling those emotions I didn't release anything I didn't process anything and I think it really had to do with this expectation that I put on myself to grieve and feel and heal in the way that I thought that I was supposed to versus the way that I truly wanted to the way that I felt called to grieve. And I think that's a really important point to kind of remember as you're going through your own heartbreaks and your own breakups is that if the way that you are feeling called or the way that you are choosing to grieve and heal, if that's not coming from within, if that's not something where you're like, I genuinely and intuitively feel like crying right now or I genuinely and intuitively feel like going to the gym or hanging out with friends or like if it's not coming from within that's a sign that your body and your soul is not asking to grieve and heal in that way so just don't do it like if there's anything that I could tell you in this entire episode and the one thing that is going to truly 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 help you heal on a deeper level is grieving and healing in the way that you are feeling called the way that resonates with you the way that feels good for you like yes okay healing and grieving and breakups and heartbreaks they don't feel good in general but if your body's asking to cry cry If your body's asking to scream, scream. If your body's asking to go to the gym or take a workout class, do that. 
if you're being called to go hang out with friends and surround yourself with people that love you, do that. If you don't want to cry, don't. If you don't want to journal, don't. Like there are so many things like I'm, I, and this is something that I used to do literally all the time. I would go on Google and I would literally type in how to get over a breakup. And of course there would be all of these articles of like, the 10 things that you have to do in order to heal and it's like those are the things that I added to my to-do list even though they weren't things that I truly wanted to do they were just simply things that I thought that I had to do now there is one thing that really 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 helped me and even though I just went on like a whole tangent about how healing and grieving is personal There are some things that really changed my perspective and changed the way that I looked at my breakups and the way that I looked at my heartbreaks. And the biggest thing that really created that shift was grieving with gratitude. So when I would go through these breakups or these heartbreaks, I would look at the situation as if they were either my fault or like I was the one to blame, or I did something wrong, or that this wasn't supposed to happen. And so when I was grieving, and when I was trying to heal from it, it was coming from a very negative place, right? Like it was very much like I did something wrong, and this wasn't supposed to happen, and this is really upsetting, and my whole world is crushed, and it was just all coming from a lot of negative energy and what really flipped the script for me really flipped the perspective was like I sat down and I was like you know what Logan like we need to be appreciative of that chapter you need to be appreciative of that person that friend that best friend you need to be appreciative of that relationship that you just had not because of the person that was involved, but the lessons that you gained from that relationship. And with every friendship, every relationship, I learned a lot. Like those people, and I say this literally all the time, everybody is in your life for a reason. Some people are meant to be in your life forever. Some people are only meant to be in your life for a season. And either way, whatever you know, length of time these people are meant to be in your life for, they always have something to teach you. They're always there to teach you something. And so when I was going through these breakups and these heartbreaks, I flipped the way that I looked at it. And instead of blaming myself and feeling like you know my world was ending or my life was over... I started to look at it from a point of appreciation of being like, you know what, I learned a lot and I learned a lot about myself and I wouldn't have been able to do X, Y, and Z or accomplish X, Y, and Z or learn X, Y, and Z if it wasn't for these people. So yes, it sucks and it's shitty that this relationship or this friendship is over, but I cannot forget the fact that they taught me so much and that I need to be appreciative of those lessons that now I have, the perspectives that now I have because of them. And so when you grieve from that place of gratitude, I don't want to say it doesn't hurt as much 
because grieving, watching someone walk out of your life, it hurts. But the way that you look at it, you can either look at it like a glass half full or a glass half empty type of thing, right? It's like the same the same situation's happening, the same breakup is happening, the same disconnection is happening, but you can either look at it as if this is the worst thing that happened to you or you can look at it like, you know what? This chapter in my life was extremely eye-opening. I learned so much and I would not have been able to get to this point in my life without those people, without those friendships, without those relationships. So I'm going to have gratitude for that. I'm going to have appreciation for that, right? Grieving with gratitude. Now, another perspective that completely changed the game for me when it came to heartbreak and healing from breakups was understanding and just reminding myself that somebody does not need to be in my life forever in order to fill their purpose. I'm going to say that again because I feel like that's really good. Someone does not need to be in my life forever in order to fill their purpose. And I know I just said this, but it is so true that everybody is in your life for a reason. And maybe in the moment during the breakup or even in the middle of the relationship, you're not sure what that reason is. But I promise you, I literally promise you that when all is said and done, you're going to look back on that relationship and you're going to be like, okay, that makes sense. Now I understand why that happened. Now I understand why I had to meet this person. Now I understand why this relationship needed to end. And I actually didn't have this realization about my own past until probably about a year ago where I was thinking about the direction that my life was going, that my career was going, and I was like, you know what? I would physically not be able to be where I am without all of those breakups, without all of those relationships happening in my past. And to really drive home that point, I'm going to give you a story time because every time I think about it, it's fucking crazy. Like this shit is so crazy. So here we go. Story time. So my first relationship he was very, very into fitness, like very into working out, very into counting calories. And at the time, I was just coming out of high school. I was finishing gymnastics that I did for, I guess, 18 years up until I graduated high school. So I was not into fitness. I was not into counting calories. Like I was not into that whole health and wellness world until I met him. And so I was with him for four years and over the four years, I learned so much about health and wellness and fitness and calories and bulking and macros and cutting and carb cycling, like everything that there is to know about health and weight loss and putting on muscle and supplements and nutrition, I learned from him. And at the time, I didn't think there was anything wrong in the way that he lived his life. I didn't think there was anything wrong in the way that he had a relationship with food, with health, with wellness, with weight loss. Like, I thought there was nothing wrong with it. So at the time, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to take on 
all of these same habits, all of these same practices. I'm going to go to the gym for hours at a time. I'm going to do workout splits. I'm going to count my calories. I'm going to do cheat meals. Like I kind of took that on as my own practices. With that being said, I also took on the same opinions and the same ideas about food in the way that carbs are bad and dairy is bad and ice cream should only be eaten if it's made out of, you know, Greek yogurt and sugar is bad and you have to only eat chicken, rice, and broccoli for every meal and you can only have cheat meals on Sundays. I took on all of those opinions and all of those ideas about health and wellness simply because I didn't think anything was wrong with them. So that relationship ended. At the time, I was like, okay, I have no idea why this is happening, but we're just, we're going to move on with our life as we, like, we have to. And coming out of that relationship, I still had those habits. I still had those practices about health and wellness. I still had the same ideas about cheat meals and counting calories and carb cycling and counting macros and protein powders. And like, I was still very, very, very like in that world, in that mindset. And I brought that into my next relationship. Now, my next relationship, he was very much the opposite in the way that he cared about health and wellness, but not in the way of like going crazy and counting macros and calories and cheat meals. It was very lax on the side of nutrition and being somebody who I just came from a relationship where I thought that carbs were evil and dairy is awful and the really good indulgent food should only be eaten on Sundays, those beliefs were really threatened because I had somebody who was not against it but was kind of going against it and Feeling like I was losing control of those ideas, I really, really honed in on them even more. So I was lowering my calories. I was doing all of these different elimination diets. And I was like, at one point, I was dairy free, grain free, gluten free, sugar free. I was paleo, plant based. What else was I? I cut out all of like my nightshade vegetables. I like there is just like so much even just sitting here thinking what I was doing like I really can't keep up with it. I did juice cleanses like it was just insane the level that I went to because I felt like my morals and my ideas about health and wellness were being you know attacked because because this person was like not not in the same mindset. So my relationship with food plummeted, my relationship with myself plummeted, and my relationship eventually ended. And so here I was with an awful relationship with myself, an awful relationship with food, and I had no idea where to go. Over time, I think there was a year or nine months in between that one relationship ending and then me meeting Christian 
my relationship with food started to heal because Christian was somebody who was very much in the middle. Like he cared about health and wellness. He cared about fitness. He cared about nutrition. He cared about eating healthy, um, but also valued, you know, like the really delicious foods like pizza and cookies. And, and that's really the balance that I was looking for. So my relationship with food healed. My relationship with my body healed. And kind of in the background of all of this happening, I was becoming a health coach. I was I was going to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to become a health coach because that was always my dream was to have my own business, to have my own clients, just to be a health coach. And throughout this whole certification, they really taught you to pick a certain niche a world or a realm that you feel really called to, one that you can really identify with. And so now coming out of a really negative relationship with food, a really negative relationship with my body and being on the other side of that where I don't have to count calories, I don't have to count macros, I don't do cheat meals anymore, I don't feel pressure to work out or lose weight. Like I am such in a healthy position with food and my body and myself that I wanted to help other women do the exact same thing. So after getting this certification, I decided to go super specific into the niche of intuitive eating and I had programs. I helped so many women heal their relationship with food and their relationship with their body and then over time, I realized that food and body image is just a band-aid for a lack of self-love or a relationship with self that is really struggling which is why I pivoted to self-love and that's that's what I do now I'm a self-love healer I'm an embodiment coach and so to kind of like bring everything full circle and kind of like backtrack I would not have been able to find my passion and to find my mission and to find my message in self-love if it wasn't for being an intuitive eating coach. And I would not have been able to be an intuitive eating coach if I don't if I did not hit my rock bottom in my last relationship. I would not have been able to hit my rock bottom in my last relationship if it wasn't for that relationship and the fact that he was so different from my views. I would not have gotten those views about health and wellness and nutrition and fitness if it wasn't for my first relationship happening. So if you really think about it in that way, yes, in the moment it sucked and I was like, why is this happening? Why is this ending? Why did I even have this relationship in the first place if it was just going to end? But now when I look back, I'm like, okay, I needed those things to happen. I needed those relationships to happen. I needed those relationships to end because if it wasn't for those and what I learned and the milestones that I hit inside of those relationships. And when I say milestones, I don't mean like, you know, actual milestones. I mean like on my own journey of like learning my ideas about health and fitness and hitting my rock bottom and then coming out of that rock bottom. If it wasn't for all of those things happening, I would not be where I am today. I would not be in self-love. I would not have this podcast. I would not have my programs and my services. I would not have my Instagram. 
like I would not be here. And so when I talk about grieving with gratitude and grieving with appreciation, that is exactly what I mean. Saying that, you know what, I would not be here. I would not be the person I am. I would not be having these experiences. I would not be achieving the things that I'm achieving if it wasn't for these relationships happening and more importantly, these relationships ending. You know, as human beings, we are always growing. We're always shedding We are always outgrowing people. We are always changing our perspective. Like we are constantly growing. The person that you're going to be tomorrow is not going to be the person that you are today. And the person that you're going to be next year is not even going to resemble the person that you are today. Like we are always shedding. We are always growing. We are always breaking out of shells. We are always transforming. And as you grow and as you evolve and as you transform, you are also outgrowing people. When you shed, when you shed layers of you, versions of yourself that you aren't anymore, people are going to be attached to those layers. And I'm actually going to read you something from my notes on my phone that really just goes along with this whole point. And I wrote, nothing in this life is permanent, especially people. Some people are here for seasons. Some people are here for chapters. Some people are here for a lifetime. But most importantly, everybody is placed in your timeline for a reason, whether to teach you something, show you a new path, or open up new perspectives. And as you learn these lessons, embark down these paths, or change your perspectives, you will shed layers as you move. And sometimes these people are attached to the layers that you shed off, and that is okay. And you know, I think this whole process of shedding and growing and transforming is really beautiful because... As these people leave and you are now given this void, this emptiness inside of you, by the way, this is not in my notes. This is this is literally just me talking, so don't think that this is like a continuation of my notes. But I think that the void that these breakups and these heartbreaks create is so meaningful and so beautiful because now we have an opportunity to fill that void with our own self-love, with our own support, with the support from people who actually want to be with us and the support from people who actually love us. And you wouldn't have had the opportunity and the chance to meet yourself with self-love, to greet yourself with kindness, to greet yourself with compassion if it wasn't for this void. Like, yes, in the moment, it sucks and it hurts and that emptiness is like nothing like you've ever experienced but when you look at it as an opportunity that there is an emptiness that you have the opportunity right now to fill with your own self-love to be your own best friend to be your biggest support system you're like you know wow like yes this void is so so meaningful So if you are somebody who is currently going through a breakup, whether it's friendship, relationship, family, whatever it is, if there is a person that is no longer in your life, that connection is over, I invite you to not only fill that void with your own self-love, 
but I invite you to process those emotions and to grieve with gratitude. Like get super real with yourself and ask yourself like, why does this hurt so bad? Get familiar with the hurt. Get familiar with the void because as you start to fill that void with your own self-love, you are going to learn a hell of a lot more about yourself than if you were with a, a, a toxic person or a toxic relationship, right? That heartbreak is going to catapult you into that inner work that is necessary to get and to step into your highest self. Like if it wasn't for my heartbreaks, if it wasn't for my breakups, I wouldn't have done inner child healing. I wouldn't have had to do inner child healing. I wouldn't have had to do my shadow work and to be in the darkness and to swim in the depths of my being and to face my fears and to face my ego and to face my subconscious programming. Because when everything is good and happy and joyful and going the way that you plan for it to go, you don't think to be in your shadow. You don't think to be in the darkness. You don't think to process your emotions. You don't think to do inner child healing. Unfortunately, the motivator that causes us to do inner child healing and to feel like we have to be in our shadow and do shadow work is the hurt and the breakups and the heartbreaks and the voids and the heaviness and the darkness. So if you're somebody who's going through that and you're going through the breakup and you're going through the heartbreak and you have a void, understand that this moment is a learning lesson. You are going to learn so much about yourself. You have an opportunity now to heal your inner child to change the way that you meet yourself, to change the way that you greet yourself, to get familiar with your hurt, to get familiar with your darkness and your shadow. Because the more that you do that, the closer you grow to yourself, the more self-love you have, the more inner peace you have, the easier it is to step into your most authentic and unapologetic self. You need that darkness. You need that void because that's where all of those learning lessons are. That's where you truly learn who you are. So if you're kind of like holding back on processing those emotions and processing those feelings and acknowledging the hurt and acknowledging the darkness and acknowledging the shadow, this is your permission slip that it's okay. It's okay if it hurts because like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it doesn't but if you truly want to know the art of breakups, the art of heartbreak, it's getting to know your hurt, processing your emotions, grieving in the way that you want to grieve, grieving in the way that feels good for you, releasing everything that you're holding on to, grieving with gratitude and understanding that you now have a void that you can fill however you want it to be. You can fill it with your own self-love. You can grow closer to yourself. You can create new friendships. You can create new relationships. This is one of the most powerful places that you will ever be in your life because as you feel like everything is crumbling and breaking down and you feel like everything is shattered, you have an opportunity right now 
to rebuild that in whatever way you want to rebuild it. You have that much power. If there's a void, you get to choose how it gets filled. If you feel like you're in a million pieces, you get to choose how those pieces go back together. So yes, the void hurts, the heartbreak hurts, the breakups hurt. But this is one of the most powerful places that you will ever find yourself because you get to choose what comes next. You get to choose the next chapter. You get to choose who gets to be in your life. You get to choose how you heal from this. You get to choose how you greet yourself. You get to choose the self-love. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I feel like every episode ends with me like pulling this inspiration out of me. I love it. Like I could totally go on for another like five hours because at this point, like the thoughts are flowing, the inspiration is flowing. But for the sake of this episode, I'm already at like 54 minutes. I feel like this is a really good place to stop. Maybe I can do like a part two, the art of breakups part two, because like I said, I feel like this is the number one question that I get asked and there is so much that I could cover. There is so much that I could talk about and go deeper into, but I don't want to give you like a five hour podcast episode um, because A, that would be a bitch to edit and who is truly genuinely going to listen to a five hour episode. So maybe a part two in the future. If that is something that you want, if you want a part two, let me know and I would love literally so much to record that. But I'm, I'm going to end this here. I'm just going to say thank you for being here. Thank you for pressing play today. And if you're somebody who is going through their own breakup, whether it's a friend, a best friend, a relationship, I promise you that this is not going to last forever. There is a reason why all of this is happening. There is a reason why you are being forced into this next chapter of your life. And even if you don't see the reason now, one day you're going to look back and everything is going to make sense. I promise. So I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so, so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next week. All right, my loves, that wraps up today's episode. If anything resonated with you, I would love so much if you reviewed, rated, and shared it with the world. And be sure to tag me over on Instagram. You can find me at double underscore Logan Dawson. That is actually with two underscores. So do not type out the word double underscore because you will not find me that way. If you feel called to work with me, I do have some programs and other services that you can take your self-love journey to the next level so if that is something you feel called to do send me a dm over on instagram and let's chat about it and most importantly i am sending you all of the love and support today and i hope that you can give yourself the same love too i will see you next time bye